Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Have you ever felt cheated out of a deal when buying tickets from StubHub only to see that there's a $15 fee at the end of your original purchase? Or have you ever been on Vivid Seats and not even get your tickets? That, that actually happened to me once. I ordered a ticket from Vivid Seats and I never got the ticket. And that's why I switched over to TickBick.com, where smart fans buy tickets online. No hidden fees. Search and buy now 100% authentic tickets. Best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service. Buy, bid on, and sell tickets with the confidence of their 110% guarantee. That's 110% guarantee. They show you the best deals with their algorithms and let you decide 0% buyer fees. If your ticket is $26, your your purchase is $26. No joke. The most transparent consumer-friendly ticket marketplace on the web, authentic valid tickets backed by our 100% money-back guarantee. You'll love your ticketing experience from purchase through the final whistle or out and no hidden fees. Like I said, if it's $26, hell, if it's $8, it is an $8 purchase. Save an average of 10 to 15% on every purchase guaranteed only at TickPick.com. Get your tickets now. Today is Thursday, September 26th, 2019, and on today's episode, I invite my sister Megan on the show to talk some cinema in the form of Netflix, in the form of Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis. We talk embarrassing mom stories because there are a lot of them. Hotboxing with Consuela, you're going to have to listen to find out about that one. It's episode 87 of The O Show, presented by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out, check out all the latest content, news, articles, and podcasts, including The O Show, The Corner Booth, 50-50 Booking, The F Word, Chairgating, and more. We're also sponsored by TickPick, the number one ticket marketplace with no hidden fees. Let's go. September 26th, it's a Thursday, really not, it's Wednesday night, 25th, you'll hear this on the 26th, Megan is back, I think she was on an episode before, right? I think so, yeah, hello we did, like, the, we did like the Bird Box, uh, yeah, yeah, that was an awful movie, <laughs> yeah, there was like, cool. a, like, there was a lot of untold and unfinished stories in that movie, yeah, that's, I was thinking about that movie yesterday, actually, because Emily was, my friend Emily was watching American Horror Story, Apocalypse, 
and it kind of made me think of Bird Box because the world was ending and everyone was freaking out. Yeah, new season, American Horror Story. I don't Ooh. know anything about it. So, yeah, I don't watch uh, it either. I you're no you're fresh, uh, six hours fresh off of uh, rock climbing, right? You got a rock yes. climbing class. Yes, I am an outdoor education major, so I have rock climbing every Wednesday. Uh, we go to a national park and set up and climb these huge boulders and stuff. It's really cool. It's a lot of fun. So you just climb walls for six hours. Yeah, pretty there's much. There's really nothing else to it. Well, no, we have to learn all the technicalities. Like, there's like a billion different knots to learn, and there's all these different gadgets you can use, and all this shit. It's it's actually more complicated than I thought it would be, but it's fun once you pick it up. So. So it's not it's not like one of those rock climbing walls you find at like an outdoor park. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, it's like uh, like it's like legit slabs of rock, and we have to hook up all of our equipment and like legit try to climb like flat rock it's I was so gonna hard say, if, it, if it was like one of those field rock climbing things and you were just going up and down for six hours like i would have <laughs> lost my mind no no it's like it's, it's really hard and most of the time it's even spent climbing but setting up and learning new knots and, and all that just i like put, it, like a, a thumbtack in there <laughs> so we're gonna talk about uh between two ferns that just came out new movie zach galifianakis talk about an awkward movie <laughs> an awkward human no, we, <laughs> we, we, an awkward movie. <laughs> we, we were talking about a few like if i ever had any awkward guests coming on like honestly not that awkward not, no, like, I don't think I'd ever ask a guest questions the way he asks questions <laughs> like that. I know it's improv and staged and, like, re-scripted, but, like, that's got to be awkward. Cause I know but, like, it's guests, meant to make you uncomfortable. That's why it's so guests, funny. The guests agree to it, and they know bad stuff is coming, but they don't know what he's going to ask. Like the Eric Andre show. Have you ever like, seen that? Like, basically, they, like, he tells them beforehand okay, this is going to be really awkward. Some of these questions are going to be really offensive. Like, if they're too offensive, let me know, please. Like, I don't want to offend yeah. anyone. But, like, please try and keep it in. Oh, it's amazing that they keep straight faces like that. I, w I wonder how he actually, like, feels about them considering some of the questions he actually asked them. Because most of that stuff is just what a lot of fans think in the eyes of, like, us, what we think yeah, about some of the actors, some rumors, like McConaughey not taking showers or even, like, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Or, <laughs> like, how much weight he's lost and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, it's weird like, it's like legitimately offensive stuff he's asking them, but I guess they're okay with it. They laugh at the end. Okay, well, who produced the movie? Will Ferrell? Because he was a big part of that I think so. Movie. I think because it was, I think it was produced by Funny or Die, which is Will Ferrell's business. Right. right. He's got to get those clicks. That's <laughs> the was, one thing I picked up in that movie. He just was awesome in that movie. The best part was when Zach Alton acted like, Will Ferrell said to meet here at three sharp, and then like the limo Hummer shows up, and Will gets out with like this fancy robe and gets on a Segway. It was like the Paul <laughs> Blart like, Mall cop. Yeah, yeah, it was so funny. That scene was awesome. I'm glad Will, Will Ferrell like, like he was asshole. Yeah, I'm glad because Will Ferrell kind of looked like he was losing it after uh, Sherlock Holmes or Holmes and Watson. Oh yeah, I didn't see it. It was, it was so really bad, bad that like we didn't even see it. Like I've never seen it. I already automatically think it was the worst performance of his career. <laughs> just by, just by everybody. Everybody, uh, everybody says it, but I, know. Uh, I think it's just because him and John C. Riley are like such a dynamic duo. Everybody expects them to put out like the best content, and then I guess that one just flopped. But I mean, living up the Step Brothers too to. Put out you cannot live up to Step Brothers. Yeah. You 
you just can't. Um, so before we really get into this review, because it was a really awkward movie, like too awkward to even comprehend. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was and there were, There's a lot of interviews on YouTube too. That's just like, oh my god, like, like this his is show, his actual show. He's he's interviewed Obama and Hillary Clinton, and they're both so funny because he asks them oh, like, yeah. absurd questions. Oh yeah. Uh, so the first thing, the first segment I usually do on the show with guest Megan, we discussed it beforehand, tell an embarrassing story of each other. I have a few new, uh, few new good ones on tap. A lot of weird stuff's happened to me this week. A lot of weird stuff. I don't know why it always happens. Like a lot of weird stuff. Oh god. a rough semester so far, to be honest. But, uh, we were talking about before, we really couldn't think of any stories on your end before we came on, uh, the air. Well... Personally, I think my best talent is embarrassing myself, but I can't think of anything. But then you couldn't think of any stories. I can't think of anything colossal that's like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. But like, I'm embarrassed in everyday life just from being, like, I'll be, I'll be like in class or something and I'll like try to crack a joke to this kid I've talked to like once and they'll just like, (laughs) and I'm like, fuck, (laughs) I think I'm so weird. Pity laughs. What? Those pity laughs. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're trying really hard to be funny, but it's not working. It's so obvious. Like, I have, like, so many friends who, like, they have, like, that vintage laugh. Like, you know, it's their laugh. And you know you were funny when they laugh. But then Uh you tell a joke and they're just like, uh-huh. And it's like obvious. They don't do their laugh. All right, don't pity me, dude. Damn it. Just don't laugh next time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know you. Just don't even try. Like, your laugh is just so out there and so just you. That when you yeah. pity laugh me, it's obvious. It's like I know you didn't think that was like funny. stop trying to sound like a normal person. Yeah. I know you're laughing. That's not it. <sighs> we basically came up with the idea after talking back and forth. Uh, mom has embarrassed us over the years like way too many times. I mean, it's not that and she's look, embarrassed us. She's just funny. <laughs> let, let, let's just tell some mom memes for about five minutes here. Mom memes. And then I'll and get into uh, my story. Okay. Do you have anything right off the top of your head about mom? Uh, the one I was thinking of um, before you get into yours about mom and marijuana. I'll just leave that right there. <laughs> uh, it was like one day, it was like I think Christmas break last year, maybe right before I went to school last year. It was Declan and I and then mom and dad out to dinner. I forget where. But we were telling, I don't know how we got into this conversation of like first day of preschool. Because my first day of preschool was on 9-11, apparently. Uh, Ooh. It was when we were living in Mendham, New Jersey, I think. And I got there. I was probably there for like 15, 20 minutes. That's what it felt like in my head. I, I remember my teacher, I don't know how you remember all that stuff. I remember my teacher crying her eyes out holding me as she gave me to dad. And I was like telling this to mom. And mom's just like, Jack, that was 9-11. I'm like, oh, okay. You're like, Makes yeah, sense that's now. Crying. <laughs> Makes sense now. And uh, mom was basically describing the day as a late 20 year old woman, like 28, 29. I don't even know how, what was she, 30? Uh, she was probably 31, maybe 30. Right. It was like two months after she had Declan. Yeah, so that she was probably 31. So basically, she started describing the day. She's like, 9 11. It was such a beautiful day. Which which we took as like really mom like that's how you're mom, gonna start you can't this. Say that it was such a beautiful day. 
Not a cloud in the sky. 9-11. What a beautiful day. I think she just meant to say it was such a beautiful day out, and then it turned to Oh, yeah, I know. But the way she said it, me, Declan, and Dad were all like, are you what? What did she just say? I could just, like, hear her voice. Yeah. 9-11. Oh, what a, what a wonderful day. And then later, later in that conversation, we got into, like, um probably just about some of her nursing stories about going out on hospice and she was saying like oh this one patient like oh she was so sick blah 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 blah, blah. and like when she died she was just like and then she finally died as if like she couldn't wait for her to die but she was really she saying finally that, oh, died. after a while she finally died she's like and then she finally died we're like Christ she's like no that's not what I meant. I can't she's just say so anything. Like, oh, oh, she's yeah. I can't say anything. Yeah, I know. We do give her a hard time, but she's so funny. Yeah, like so. I've been with her multiple times when she's been offered weed, which is so funny every time. But uh, so her and I went to Vegas a couple of years ago just for a girls' weekend. Mine won a bunch of money while I was blow drying my hair in the hotel room. She was down which in the is casino. Absurd. There's and she no made a bunch of money. Knows, I was like, all right. She does not know anything to do with gambling. Like, she does yeah, not know. Yeah, I know. An know old man to... was like helping her out. And I was like, what? <laughs> but uh, um, she probably so... didn't even roll the dice right. <laughs> yeah, yes, she did. She won, she won like $3,000. Yeah, that's crazy. She won a, a crazy amount of money. So that was awesome. But I remember we were walking around. We like, went into every single hotel just because each one is like a mall in itself but we wanted to visit everyone because they're all different themed or themes or whatever so we were walking back to the hotel we stayed at which was the mirage and we were crossing the street and this man like walked past us and was like you girls like weed and i just remember like looking at mom like oh my god and mom just went like 
like a lawn. I'm explaining it for the people listening who don't know what it is. But I feel like every pavilion ever who has concerts outdoors has the exact lawn. Setup. Like Camden. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were watching the concert. And, but anyway, we were separate from our parents because we were like further, like closer down the lawn. But I ended up walking back up towards my parents just to see what they were up to. And mom was, of course, like, Amber and Michelle and Casey and Andrew and I'm like mom like what it's like this group of young 30 year olds there's like four couples and they're there like for a night out or whatever they're best friends with mom because of course she she makes best friends every time she goes out but I was standing there with her and they like pulled out a joint and we're like Jen you want to hit and and mom no thank you no thank you but my daughter will have some and I was like Mom, I can't believe you just said that. Like, really? You, you'd let me smoke weed with this random, like, group of people? <laughs> and she was obviously kidding, but it was just so funny that she's, every time, no, thank you. <laughs> but Declan told her, Declan literally said, Mom, if you don't smoke a joint with me on my wedding day, I'm not getting married. <laughs> he literally said that to her. And she was like, Declan, you can't do that. Like, that's not fair to me. Yeah, but if that happens, it has to be before the actual ceremony. So Declan would be high going be down high. the aisle. No, the problem would be mom baked out of her mind in a public place such as Declan's wedding and not being able to function. <laughs> they, oh, like, they like turn the spotlight off of the dance floor onto mom eating the wedding cake. <laughs> She's like in the corner like, eating all the food. <laughs> yeah, but just, just so the moment funny. it would be when Declan's fiance's father so his future father-in-law is giving away his daughter to a guy who's completely <laughs> stoned out of his no, mind Declan will obviously setting the entire marriage up for disaster <laughs> that is not setting the marriage up for this for disaster honestly Declan will probably find a pothead girl to marry god that'll be the that'll be the wedding of a lifetime just in the woods somewhere i love that i want my wedding to be in the woods that's weird. Declan, Declan is going to have a great wedding. Weddings are going to be fun. Yeah, I can't wait to get invited to my first wedding. I don't feel good today. Actually, you're excited to go to a wedding? No. It sounds <laughs> brutal, honestly. Oh, it's You just got to so sit fun. there and watch them dance during the party. No, and then you, you got to sit dance there. Too. You get to dance no, uh, I mean you have the option. It's kind of like a quinceanera or like a sweet sixteen. You have the option to just like, either dance have you or ever just been sit to a in a chair. No, but I don't know why that came to mind. I've been to uh, I mean, it's like, like a bar mitzvah. Yeah, I didn't want to get that long. Cause, and a bat mitzvah, yeah. bar mitzvah. Right. Both. Right. I don't think I've been to whatever. Like you, you either have the option to yeah. dance or sit just in the like chair. A, I will be the guy in the chair. No, I'll be on the dance floor. I'll be tearing up the dance floor. So, there have been a have few things that week. have happened to me this week. There's been a few yeah. things, a few really odd things. So you're going to have to listen to it on another episode, but I had an Uber driver on the way to campus the day I flew back from Jersey. Mm-hmm. That was three days out of prison. I so told that, you that? Yeah, that was the last time I used Uber, so I'm using Lyft now. Uh-huh. And now I'm starting to think that I just need to lease a car as soon as possible oh god why my lift driver the other day i just wanted to go to Longmont steakhouse for a nice dinner which i did so it was on the ride back actually it was on the ride back uh i ordered the uber 
I, I like to call Lit. this story. Yeah, I like to call this story hot boxing with Consuela, because her name was Consuela. Wait, yeah. wasn't that the same woman? That remember the Uber me you and Declan had when Declan and I went to visit you? Oh no, and no, that no, completely different. lady with our Uber she, driver. She was like a chihuahua. She just wouldn't stop talking. She and she was recording us. Totally, totally different person. Wait, wait. Different. I have a voice. I have a voice memo of her. Her name was Kushena. And she called herself the Good Kush. <laughs> Remember that? No, but now her I do. The Good her Kush. Kushena, and she called herself the Good Kush. She had a camera on her dashboard, and she was talking to it like, like a carpool karaoke. It was like that, and she was talking to it and talking about us in the car with her. That's interesting, but no, it was not the she same called, Declan called the Uber, so the name Declan was on her phone yeah. when she picked us up, and she was like, oh, there's three of you, or you're the clan, like, the clan, there was, uh, it was a group of us, but it was really just Declan, and she was like, the clan, get it, and we were like, what? <laughs> what or she just got his name wrong, everybody does that. I don't know, it was so funny. No, but, uh, was a, a little different. So she had a 1.9 rating on Lyft, which, like, you really have to be a bad Lyft driver to get a 1.9 for people. Because usually, as long as, like, you don't say anything offensive and your driving's pretty stars. decent, you'll you yeah. get a 5. Nobody really cares. But to have a 1.9, I mean, she had over 500 rides. You have a 1.9. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm like, this should be interesting. So I'm, like, looking for clues right off the bat. I get in the car. Immediately, I know what it is. She hotboxed her entire car with her mate and left the windows uh, closed. So as soon as I got in, it was just a big smoke show of glass. It was like, I, I didn't even see her. I, I was in the back seat. I, I didn't see her once. You the literally only, didn't see. Did you open the window? The only no, I wasn't allowed. So the only time I saw, actually saw her was when she. Uh, put her hand back with her vape and asked me if I wanted to take a hit. <laughs> Are you serious? So was it was it like a nic like a jewel like nicotine or was it like No, it was like one of those head. big big ass vapes from like yeah. two thousand and fifteen. <laughs> but the entire ride over I'm like, oh my god, this is terrible and she was driving like probably seventy miles an hour until we hit every like stop sign or light. It was just a screeching hole. Oh my god. So I so like I guess I had to buckle up. That's probably what I should do anyway. But I, I'm yeah. like, oh my god, like I'm giving her a one. She doesn't even deserve a one nine. She's terrible. We get back to campus, and she has to roll the window down because we have to get through security. There's like the security box where there's an officer uh-huh. that has to check my ID, and that and there's a sign that says, "Take a slight right." To, uh, have students check their ID before they can enter campus. And there's a small little lane on the left side that you can skim past, but I think it's for the other side. Mm-hmm. Other drivers coming the other way. And she starts pulling up to it a little bit. She's thinking about going right, thinking about going left. I'm like, she's definitely just about to steer left here and completely go past the security, even though there's a, there's a giant-ass sign that says you have to pull up right to check right. with the security guard. And the security guard's out there waiting. And all of a sudden, she just puts it into fourth gear, screams past on the left side. Oh, my God. Pulls the window down and flips off the security. (gasps) No. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, my God. I have to get out of this car as soon as possible. 
Why I don't do know. That? I didn't. I'm like, you had to stop right there. She completely ignored me. It was like that SNL skit with Elizabeth Banks when she was in the back seat, and that Uber driver was just ignoring every word that <laughs> she was saying. That's terrible. That's so scary. And she dropped me off right at the end. I'm like, oh, thank you very much. She's like, mm-hmm. And I get out of the car, and as I'm going up to uh, my dorm room, and again, I have to check ID there too. And as I'm walking there, I see the red and blue flashing lights behind me. And there were like three cop cars that pulled up behind her. And I'm like starting to speed walk back to my room. I'm like, oh, that wasn't my, my car. That wasn't my car. God. That wasn't my car. And uh, she got out of the car. And obviously, her entire car was filled with clouds. Uh-huh. So they arrested her. No and the, way. And the, and the last memory I have of that is just speed walking back to my room, looking all over my shoulder. And they were looking around, too. I think they were looking for the kid that was in the car. So I'm like, oh, I got to book I'm getting out of here. (laughs) She got arrested? Yeah. Oh, my God. Those are my last two Uber uh, Lyft drivers. An Uber driver that was three days fresh out of a three-year sentence in county jail. And then... And he told you that? But was that... Was was it, like... It's not like he was... Like, was he dangerous? No, he seemed pretty happy. He's like, three days free? I'm like, three days free? Congratulations. Three days free. He's like, three days free at a Phoenix County prison. What did he do? He was an accomplice. He, like, uh, helped his buddies cook meth in his house or something. Oh, my gosh. But that was one story. There are some Uber drivers out there. Yeah, I hate Uber. I have to lease a car ASAP. Let's get into Between Two Ferns. Okay. Just to break the awkwardness of that story, <laughs> if we end talking about Between Two Ferns, what was your favorite Between Two Ferns interview in the movie? Oh, gosh. I mean, McConaughey was just so funny. That was awesome. McConaughey, right off the bat, was just like, so, you're wearing a shirt. Is everything all right? That was so funny. That was awesome. Um, He's like, what, do you have better things to do? Like driving around shirtless in a Lincoln commercial? He's like, yeah, He was I like, do. yeah, I, I do. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, I'm trying to think of the other one. I thought it was awesome how John Legend and Chrissy Teigen were like, like they made yeah, like the yeah. long that he had sex with Chrissy. I thought that was so funny. He's like, John like sprays mace in his face and in his pants. And he's like, I had sex with Chrissy Teigen. And he's like on the ground crying. <laughs> no, his his agent was the best. He's just like, oh my god, you'll never believe this. We just booked a huge star. He's like, yeah, who is it? John Legend. He's on his way here right now. He's like, wait, right now, John Legend. Like, what? Here right now. <laughs> Carol is that her name? Carol, yeah. She she was oh and she was like she was like oh yeah my dad shot my mom and then killed himself it happened like a month ago I'm fine they're like wait, they're wait, like, why didn't you tell Carol, us Carol you what didn't tell us that a month ago take my work after that I'm like is she about to like turn on these people go full on Ninja Turtle on these three or like what what, what the hell is gonna happen like why'd they bring this up poor Carol and then Cam the camera guy he was like Toby from the office. It was I, don't know. I, thought, I always thought he was the Stop. smart one. In the movie. I always thought he was the smart one in the movie till like the end, where like after the interview with Benedict Cumberbatch, he's like, that "What happened? So what happened? Funny. What happened to Benedict Cumberbatch?" He's like, "No, no, no. His name was Benedict Cox Fun Fungerpatch or something like that." Yeah. Like, they <laughs> always got say it. For every celebrity, like when like the camera first shows them and their little their name pops up like on the bottom left 
I'm your host, Zach Galifianakis, and my guest today is Dick Cumber, Cumber, Catch, Cumber, or Cumber, he, he Cumber, like, literally, And he was like, he's like, Matthew McConaughey, like you couldn't say it. And then uh, there was somebody after Matthew McConaughey with like an actual hard last name to say, and he said it perfectly. I was like, come on. In the movie? Yeah. It might have been Chrissy Teigen or something. No, was she even on the show? I don't think she was. In- no, no, no. She was just in the bar scene. I don't remember. No, but okay. then they had they had the leaky pipe the entire time. Yeah, they killed Matthew McConaughey. Well, actually, they revived him. Yeah, on the way they were revived him, but he was dead for a split second. He's like, wait, McConaughey's dead? The Chance the Rapper interview was funny. He's like, wait, Chance the Rapper is just a stage name. That's not my real name. Yeah, he's like, so when your parents named you Chance the Rapper, he's like, my parents didn't name me Chance the Rapper. And then we talked about the Brie Larson interview. What, what did he say in that he said, Brie Larson interview? He said, so, oh, Paul, Paul Rudd was really funny, too. But uh, to, to Brie Larson, he said, um, I know you're known to not answer questions in interviews that make you uncomfortable. So uh, my first question is, is that true? This was a two-parter. He said, this was a two-parter. First, is that true? And second, how old were you when you had your first period? questions that you could ask a woman oh my and she had her dog there with her it was just so awkward at the end of the interview the dog folded over on 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 its belly and zach was just looking at the dog he's like i got a bigger dick than that (laughs) (laughs) and that's how it ended that's so funny he's had so many people on this show like um you know um comedians and cars getting coffee with jerry steinfeld right Another Stein- guy who he had I on, just said yeah. Steinfeld. Steinfeld. Yeah. Uh, and Haley Steinfeld on it. Haley Steinfeld, yeah. He, well, um, Zach Galifianakis was on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, and then they drive to Zach Galifianakis' studio, and it immediately goes into an episode of Between Two Ferns. And Jerry Seinfeld's like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was awesome. really cool. So it's on Netflix, and then it goes right, right into the episode with Zach Galifianakis being no, interviewing Jerry now instead. So. Yeah, I remember that interview with Jerry Seinfeld. I just saw it on YouTube today where he's just, like, basically treating Jerry like shit the entire time. And then Cardi <laughs> B comes on. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's it like being you? Like, so successful. It's got to be just, just such a blast. Jerry Seinfeld is sitting on a milk carton. But outside the ferns, he's like, I'm not even sitting in between the ferns now. I don't even fit the description of the show. He's like, quiet over there. That's so funny. And then at, at, at the end of that interview, he's like, all right, this was Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, thanks for watching Between Two Ferns. And he gets up, and he and on that little button that he has, the red button, starts playing the Seinfeld music, and he goes over to like a stand-up studio. Like, that's made like literally two feet away from his studio and he goes uh-huh. do, you ever, do you ever do a talk show and have just a really vanilla boring guest that doesn't do anything and Jerry's just sitting there like really 
No, the Paul Rudd one was really good too. Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul. He had the uh, the bone charity where like little kids don't have certain oh, bones. Yeah. And, like, yeah, He's that like, yeah, that, so funny. yeah, that wrist muscle your that could be an arm. And, and before they or like as they went on air, Zach Galifianakis is whispering through his piece of paper, just like I think it's a fake charity. I don't know why he's bragging about this fake charity. Paul Rudd, like, I can hear you. He's like, I, I'm sitting, I'm sitting right here. He's like, so do you, so do you ever like talk to your uh, acting coach and wonder like, man, why do I gotta play a stupid ant in this movie? Well, like, what is an ant? And he's like, you lost me at acting. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see why that happened. And then he had a few interviews uh, again, like Barack Obama. He had Hillary Clinton on. Those ones were on YouTube, not in the movie. Right. In the movie, the David Letterman interview was really funny. Oh, yeah. He's like, that people find so you funny. really... People uh, find you really... Oh, oh, yeah, when he said that to Zach. Yeah. yeah. He's like, Ooh. He's like, okay. nobody has ever brought up my, my penis or or what I do with it or blah, blah, blah. He's like, so uncomfortable. And Zach is like, so, your son's name is Harry. Did you name him after your face? your face and he just like looks over it's just so funny the way he asks questions and the reaction from the celebrity because it's so uncomfortable yeah but at the beginning of the movie he kind of was saying like oh from a small town north carolina grew up grew up watching johnny carson like he always wanted to be a talk show host but like Mm -hmm. he's just so like bad at it he's just bizarre and then at the end of it like he uh, ended up getting that TV network deal where he was a late night talk show host. It was basically scripted, like completely not not uh, right. between two ferns. But like at the same time, like is, isn't that what he was going for the entire time? Or like, like did he know how bad he was? Like was it supposed to be bad in Will Ferrell's eyes, or like did he actually was he just a bad host? Well, so throughout the movie, he talks about how people laugh at him, and he's like, they're not supposed to be laughing at me; they're supposed to be laughing with me. But like when he sees Chrissy. T- Keegan in the bar she's like I know you you're the you're the between two friends guy like it's so funny how uncomfortable you make your guests and he's, he's like, like yeah that's thank not you. really that's what I'm going for <laughs> he's like that's not that's not what I'm trying to do but thanks so I think I mean obviously it's a, in real life he's making these questions purposely awkward and the the people he interviews know that it's supposed to be uncomfortable but I guess for the movie's purpose he doesn't realize that the awkwardness of his show is what makes him him. So when he gets his actual show, he's like, this isn't me. This isn't what I, what I want to yeah. do. Like, I'm meant to make people uncomfortable. Even if it's not really what he's trying to do, but he's just naturally good at it. <laughs> I remember, I was listening to the one with Barack Obama, and Obama's just like, or he's just like, man, it's a shame they don't let you run uh, a, a third term. He's like, Obama's like, no, that makes sense. I mean... I mean, what happened after you guys uh, made the first hangover? Huge success, but then two and three came out and then <laughs> took away all of its integrity. He's like, Bradley Cooper was really good in that movie. He kind of carried the load there. He's like, yeah, well, he's tall and pretty. That's easy. Try being short, fat, and smelling like Doritos. Then try and make it in Hollywood. <laughs> That's so funny. And he, when he was talking to, I forget the guy's name. He's talking to that one actor that was in Tag. Saying how oh, like John he was Hamm, yeah. Cooper, like those pretty boys that John only make money because of looks or whatever. Yeah, John Ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that was a funny move or funny movie. That he, was, was a funny he was just at an autograph sign. He's like, uh, Mr. Ham, is it cool if I interviewed with you really quick? And he like thought about it for a few seconds. He's like, yes, because I can't say no to anybody. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who else uh, uh, he interviewed for the movie. But I thought I thought Will Ferrell's character was so funny. And how he was like coked up the whole time. He was like, <laughs> he's like the green makes the white makes the purple and they're like oh, purple <laughs> I like, purple like what's he seeing he was like this is me putting a purple boa around my neck <laughs> trying to think what other interviews that he did uh, uh there was the one with tessa thompson tessa thompson was in creed and he's oh just like, right oh, so you, he's asking so you're about the creed. band he's like, yep. he's like so how's scott Sapp? she's like who scott Sapp, lead singer of creed she's like no i was in the movie creed oh the movie creed He's like, well, would you ever like to meet Scott Stapp? I mean, he's a big inspiration to a lot of people. He's like, I mean, I guess if it's I like if it, if travel in the same anywhere. room and I don't have to yeah. drive anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I think just definitely like the most original thing ever. Like, I guess it's there's a bunch of talk shows nowadays that are funny and whatever, but there's definitely people trying to reach out or like branch out from like the norms. So, like, Zach Galifianakis purposely being so uncomfortable is just amazing to watch. Like there it's was like Eric with, Andre. Yeah, he, there was one with Brad Pitt, and he's just like, so, showers, why don't you take <laughs> He just, like, insults people. It's so funny. No, and then, I, like, uh, Brad Pitt's, like, chewing, like, his last piece of gum, and he ends up, like, taking it out, putting it on the table, and Zach Galifianakis picks up the piece of gum and puts it in his mouth, and Brad Pitt's just like... <laughs> What? Like, like that was why? My, like he's like that was my last piece of gum. That was my last piece, and he gave it back to him. And Brad Pitt put it back in his mouth. Oh my god! Really? And then like his last question was just like, so how, how do you feel that looks uh, really brainwash people into thinking you're a good actor when you're a really shitty actor? And spits the piece of gum like right in between his eyes and it just sticks and Zach Galifianakis is cross-eyed looking at the piece of gum and Brad Pitt's just like next question and that, that's how it ends that's so funny oh my god oh I just love that like all of these celebrities have the sense of humor to like let him purposely ask like such offensive questions yeah because again like they don't know what he's gonna ask yeah so like, like the, the fact that they can keep a straight face I, I wonder how many people actually got offended by some of these questions i know some I, of them i'm surprised think, if they wouldn't I, I think the one person that he said that he thought like was actually starting to get pissed off was hillary clinton he did a segment where like people were giving him fan mail to ask her questions and it was through a fax machine that he had next to him so it was taking forever for the actual faxes <laughs> to get out so like one piece of paper was taking like a full minute to get out so like just to like pass the time he's like so, uh, Hillary, uh, what's your favorite color? And she's just like, uh, blue. She's like, mm, blue. <laughs> and then the, the fax finally comes out. It's like, all right, this is from Alexis in Seattle. So, what's your favorite color? <laughs> oh, my God. That's... And he's like, yeah, she was actually, like, starting to get She's really like, this angry. is a fucking waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> like, so she probably had so many, like, press days where she had to, like, just go around to different radio stations and different yeah. talk shows. And then she had to go to him. That's so refreshing, though. I feel like she should get a kick out of that. Like, oh, finally, I don't have to talk about politics. Like, I, I think yeah, I gotta so go back funny. and watch that episode. He, he probably asked the most offensive questions. I, the, the final question he did, he's like, 
so we should do this again sometime. I had a really fun time. What's the easiest way to get to you? Email? <laughs> oh, my God. And that was, like, during That's the whole so uh, debate. Oh, yeah, like, I'm sure. He's like, well, what's the quickest way to get to you? Email, right? Oh, I, 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 that's just amazing. I, I feel like he was like super sexist too. I feel like he said something to her like about being a woman. Like, I don't know. I just, that's what I think. Of. But it's just so funny that he. I don't know how he's not like afraid to do that. I know. Well, <laughs> even so even nervous. telling them beforehand, or I'm gonna ask like the most offensive questions that I could possibly ask. Yeah. Try not to lose your shit. <laughs> There's been, like, he's had so many guests on, but there's also been a lot of people who haven't been on it. Like, I'm trying to think of someone, like, if he had, like, O.J. Simpson on the show. Like, oh, what my would happen? God. That would be so bad. That would be so bad. Like, could you imagine? And they're in the same room, like, only two people in the room together besides the camera operator. And another good part in that movie was with Peter Dinklage, and they steal his eggs. It's like, my Peter eggs! Dinklage! My eggs! No! Such a great, oh my god, I cannot believe we forgot about Peter Dinklage. That's amazing that he was in that movie. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. He's my eggs, my precious eggs. Yeah, there's like all these weird antiques that cost. And uh, there's the Carol. Carol's like, oh wow, that must be really expensive. How much is that? Like, Just like, oh, that must be a hard thing to steal and put in your backpack. <laughs> And I wonder, like, who else could he have on that show and just talk, like, mad shit to? That, like, someone that, like, you obviously could, like, bring up something and they'd just be awkward about it. So he hasn't had on that he should? Like, Bill Clinton, just like, so, he cheated on Hillary multiple times. Yeah, right. Just, like, weird <laughs> questions like that. Ass. Oh, I don't know. There'd be, there'd be some good ones. Like, Miley Cyrus has a whole oh, oh, yeah. that he could talk about. Uh, there's so many like shitty pop stars he could have on there and just like tear them apart. Trump now would be. He awesome. had Justin Bieber on a couple of years ago. Yeah. But Justin Bieber's kind of irrelevant now. No offense to the believers out there. Or like, what about someone just like insanely big and insanely intimidating that could just like beat the shit out of him? Kanye. Imagine if he had Kanye on there. I feel like Kanye would get pissed. Or like if he had like. Dwayne on or Dwayne would love that. Yeah, I feel like Dwayne. Dwayne he's another so big, big just scare like Jason Statham. Jason. No, like like if Dwayne came on, he'd like go back and forth with him. Like he had Steve Carell on, and Steve Carell basically took over the show. That's so I love. Like the entire show because like Steve Carell basically watched the show beforehand. He's like, all right, he's gonna insult me. And Zach Galifianakis just started asking questions. So it's just like, so what was your uh, favorite movie that you got to be a part of? And Steve Carell's just like, oh, Bruce is almighty. He's like, oh, Bruce is like, yeah, shut the fuck up, Zach. I know what this show's about. <laughs> I mean, really, with anyone, he could make them uncomfortable or contra- like he could bring up controversy with literally anyone. Definitely worth a watch. I thought it was really funny. Have you ever felt cheated out of a deal when buying tickets from StubHub only to see that there's a $15 fee at the end of your original purchase? Or have you ever been on Vivid Seats and not even get your tickets? That that actually happened to me once. I ordered a ticket from Vivid Seats and I never got the ticket. And that's why I switched over to TickBick.com where smart fans buy tickets online. No hidden fees. Search and buy now 100% authentic tickets 
best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service. Buy, bid on, and sell tickets with the confidence of their 110% guarantee. That's 110% guarantee. They show you the best deals with their algorithms and let you decide 0% buyer fees. If your ticket is $26.00. Your, pr- your purchase is $26. No joke. The most transparent, consumer-friendly ticket marketplace on the web. Authentic, valid tickets backed by our 100% money-back guarantee. You'll love your ticketing experience from purchase through the final whistle or out and no hidden fees. Like I said, if it's $26, hell, if it's $8, it is an $8 purchase. Save an average of 10 to 15% on every purchase guaranteed only at TickPick.com. Get your tickets now. That was episode 87 of The O Show presented by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out. Remember to go check out all the latest content, news, articles, trends, and podcasts, including The O Show at bellyupsports.com. We're also presented by TickPick. Get your tickets with no hidden fees right now. We will be back on Friday. Hunter Shelton joins the show. We're talking MLB postseason previews with the Yankees and Twins looking like they're going to do battle in the ALDS because the Yankees won't get home field advantage throughout the postseason because they don't think it's that important. We also recap NFL Week 3 while we preview NFL Week 4. Hit it, Hootie. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube